Manipulated images and videos surrounding elections are nothing new, but 2024 will be the first U.S. presidential election with sophisticated artificial intelligence tools. So are there any guardrails in place? I'm Veronica Dudo. Let's find out. This is In America Today from the Ticker News Studios in New York City. Hello and welcome. Coming up, the FAA steps up additional scrutiny of Boeing with calls for checks on another 737 model. But first... The second Republican primary happens in New Hampshire this week as voters are preparing to... A second Republican primary happens in New Hampshire this week as voters are preparing to head out to the polls to cast their ballots. But the New Hampshire Attorney General has just announced that some voters in the Granite State have reported receiving a robocall using an artificially generated voice made to sound like President Joe Biden. The call encourages residents not to vote in Tuesday's primary. Authorities are promising to uncover who is behind this and prosecute them. For more, let's bring in Oz Sultan, the chief strategist with the Sultan Interactive Group. Hi there, Oz. So President Biden's voice appears to have been simulated in an AI-generated robocall. Now, we've been discussing the possibility of this happening. Now it's happened and authorities are launching an investigation. What is your assessment of this situation? And will there be more things like this to follow? Risks of this last week after a uh, British company um, launched robocalls in Pennsylvania for a number of Democratic candidates. Uh, the challenge that you have in New Hampshire is that because of a, a DNC argument um, in between New Hampshire and South Carolina as to what was going to be the first primary, Biden's actually not on the primary uh, coming up next week. So the big question um, is where is this coming from? And it could be coming from Democrats as well as political action committees, maybe Republicans, maybe, you know, even groups that are disenfranchised with Biden's policies in the Middle East right now. Um, but the big impact of this is that if it talks to voters in a way that they don't actually turn out, um, there could be a credible impact to Democratic down ticket uh, candidates that are actually on the ballot uh, coming up next week. Biden himself is actually not on the ballot. Um, and it, there's supposed to be write-ins uh, that are, are slated. So it's anticipated that this is potentially um, in response to the fact that he's not appearing on the ballot. And it has the opportunity to have some very significant negative impacts. Now, many in the tech industry have been warning of the potential risks of deep fakes. Could this have been prevented? Uh, this is not really something that's very easy to prevent. You know, we've had can spam acts that have been changed, uh, allowing political candidates to basically robocall what they want. And under the auspices of that, and that was passed, I believe, even about in five. Um, you have the opportunity now for robocallers to call pretty much whoever they want on political issues related to candidates running for office. The challenge, as we highlighted last week with, you know, these automated dialers that are leveraging AI voices, whether to just say something or actually in, engage in communications, uh, because that's happening as well. Um, is pretty nefarious because if the average consumer doesn't understand that this is there, 
and the average consumer is not keeping abreast of what's going on in social media, they may believe it. Um, and the impact of this in this case uh, could be voter suppression. Uh, the impact of these types of calls over the long term uh, could be anything, you know, from voter suppression to changing how people perceive a, a particular issue to per changing how people perceive a particular candidate. Now, this was an illegal act, and authorities are promising to uncover who is behind this and prosecute them. But are they up against something that is now uncontrollable? You know, there's uh, potentially a method by which they could figure out what phone number was actually uh, calling, you know, all of these uh, constituents inside of New Hampshire. Uh, but it's going to be hard for them to track back if the company that executed this or the people that executed this are using, you know, a number of filters on the backbone or they're using digital calling or VOIP systems. It could be pretty hard for them to even pinpoint where this came from, let alone identify a significant actor or actors that did this. Um, and I think this is really kind of the challenge that we have going into the remainder of the race in 24. Uh, the fake voices on robocalls are just one aspect of what we could be dealing with, with deep fakes coming out, um, as well as, you know, fraudulent information um, being purported to be either current or past actions of any political candidate. And this isn't just the presidential. This could be state Senate. This could be House Assembly. Uh, this could be, you know, House of Representatives. And, and that raises a huge question and challenge as to on this could be effectively done. Now, authorities are characterizing this as an unlawful attempt to disrupt the New Hampshire primary. If this serves as a preview, what will voters be susceptible to once the presidential election begins? So after both conventions, which are slated for this summer, um, basically conclude, what we're going to know is what the tickets are and who's you know running right for president and vice president for both the Republican and Democratic parties. Um, the challenge that you're going to have is that if this is happening now and they're just testing this, this could be a lot worse going into the fall. If it's happening now and, you know, we have states kind of band together because there's multiple multi-state coalitions of legislators and they make a decision to do something about this, they could potentially work with telecommunications companies, you know, typically your Verizons and whatnot, to figure out a method by which they could intercept or stop this. But the likelihood of that happening faster than the way technology is working from the artificial intelligence uh, community is highly unlikely. And the risk that voters could be influenced uh, is relatively significant, um, either on the state level or the federal level for any race. Uh, Sultan, thanks so much for providing your insight into this. We'll definitely uh, continue the conversation. Thanks for having me. The U.S. Federal Aviation Administration is calling for more scrutiny of Boeing. The government agency is recommending that airlines operating other Boeing jet models begin inspecting their door plates. More trouble for Boeing after U.S. watchdogs warned airlines late Sunday to check for loose parts on another model. The recommendation comes after some operators of the 737-900ER reported unspecified issues with bolts during inspections. 
It has the same optional door plug design as the newer 737 MAX 9, the model used by Alaska Airlines when it suffered a mid-air blowout earlier this month. That led to the Federal Aviation Administration grounding 171 MAX 9 planes for safety checks. In an alert about the 737-900ER, the FAA said some airlines, quote, noted findings with bolts during additional maintenance checks. It recommended air carriers operating that model inspect their planes, specifically the four bolts used to secure the door plug to the airframe, as soon as possible. However, it added that the door plug has not been an issue with this model. A Boeing spokesperson said in an email, quote, We fully support the FAA and our customers in this action. Boeing first delivered the 737-900ER in 2007 and the last one in 2019. As for the MAX 9, the FAA said on Sunday the jets will remain grounded until it, quote, is satisfied they are safe to return to service. Former President Donald Trump and former United Nations Ambassador Nikki Haley are making their final pushes ahead of the crucial New Hampshire primary. Voters will head to the polls for the second GOP primary of 2024. This Tuesday, January 23rd, you must vote for a man named Trump. Did you ever hear of him? Former President Donald Trump and former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley made closing arguments in what effectively became a two-person primary race in New Hampshire on Sunday after Florida Governor Ron DeSantis suspended his campaign for the Republican presidential nomination. Do you want more of the same or do you want to go forward? The results from Tuesday's vote will be crucial, says Reuters correspondent Nathan Lane reporting from New Hampshire. It's a very important primary. It will either determine whether Donald Trump effectively sews up the nomination or whether Nikki Haley can give him a run for his money. If Nikki Haley gets a, a close second, very, very close second place or even overtakes him in New Hampshire, uh, that could give her campaign some life. Haley has stepped up her attacks on the Republican presidential frontrunner who faces four criminal cases. Chaos follows him. She also took aim at Trump's age, pouncing on this moment from Friday night when the 77-year-old seemingly confused her with former Speaker of the House of Representatives Nancy Pelosi. On January 6th, you know, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, you know, they did you know they destroyed all of the information, all of the evidence, everything, deleted and destroyed all of it, all of it because of lots of things like Nikki Haley is in charge of security. We offered her 10,000 people. Soldiers, National Guard, so whatever they want, they turned it down. I wasn't even in D.C. on January 6th. They're saying he got confused, that he was talking about something else. He was talking about Nancy Pelosi. He mentioned me multiple times in that scenario. We can't have someone else that we question whether they're mentally fit to do this. Her late-in-the-game move comes as some Republican and independent voters say Haley should go further with her criticisms of Trump and that she has not hit her main rival hard enough throughout her campaign. Trump has upped his already fierce attacks on Haley as well, targeting her given first name on his social media platform and amplifying false posts questioning her birthright U.S. citizenship, echoing similar attacks he lobbed at former President Barack Obama more than a decade ago. Trump, who is leading Haley in New Hampshire, according to recent polls, appeared to shift some of his focus to the next major nominating contest in South Carolina, inviting several high-ranking officials from the state on stage to speak on his behalf.
We have to be really good to South Carolina because we have to win big. We're only up in the last poll by 60 points, 6 Thanks so much for watching in America Today. I'm Veronica Dudo. For more, head to tickernews.co. Stay with us. More Ticker coming up.